and welcome to the Classified Cheat Codes podcast, your source for the newest news in gaming and various gaming commentary, which is mostly what our show is. I am one of your hosts, Josiah from Caterpillar Mom Plays. <laughs> and I'm your other host, Hillhouse from the Big Love Club. And we're back. Uh, it's been a little bit of a break, uh, but we are back to talk about games that we played. And this will be, I guess, our Halloween episode. And I was hoping to just, I thought about like ranking like our favorite horror games that we've played over the years. But then I just thought that it's probably easier for us to just talk about some of the better ones that we've played. But we can do that later in the show. Um, We always start our shows off uh, talking about games that we've played since the last episode. And I... I don't know exactly what I talked about on the last episode, so I'm a little, <laughs> I'm hoping I'm not repeating information, but um, I did play some shorter games. Um, one of them I didn't even complete. Uh, it was called Drunken Fist. Have you heard of this game? No, I haven't. The Drunken Fist is, <laughs> I think it's a very cheap game in the Microsoft store, Um I picked it up because it just looked really stupid. Um, it reminded me of Peepaw's Farm, like the animation style of that, if you've played that game, which that game is also ridiculous. But this game, you basically fight people and you're uh, kind of drunk, so you can't walk too fast because if you walk too fast, you fall over. So you have to like <laughs> walk at a decent speed and then aiming is really hard. And... Um, it's it's just insane. It's about what you think it would be. And um, I think that I can enjoy this game, but I didn't really have the patience the day I was playing it because it actually is kind of a learning curve because of the fact that if you're used to just running around in a world and punching people, this is not that. It's kind of imagine human fall flat physics, but less responsive. So it's like even more drunken <laughs> than human fall flat. <laughs> And on top of that, you're trying to make physical hits on people, so uh, it's it's pretty crazy. Um, I think there's power-ups in the game. Uh, this one is probably one I played like two weeks ago by now. I don't really remember too much about it, but I do remember that it was just over the top and ridiculous. Um, it's, it's exactly what the title suggests. It's just you're a drunk vagrant. I think that's what's so funny is like it's not just oh, you went into a bar at the beginning of the game and you got drunk and now it's you're trying to navigate through a world and it's you're impaired because you're drunk. No, you're like a stereotypical like um, alley, <laughs> dark alley drunk <laughs> with like a long ass <laughs> beard and a trucker hat. And like, it's just, it's just, just the type of guy that would go out and start fighting people, you know, for no apparent <laughs> reason. That's basically what it is. <laughs> oh man but uh yeah this i feel like i feel like you would have fun streaming this game if you had the patience to like learn the mechanics of it because it i probably would i probably would because i i mean i, I kind of dig stuff like that <laughs> yeah yeah maybe even get drunk while i'm playing it i think Who that's knows? actually what's funny about it is i think i probably did not enjoy it too much the first time because i was not in a group of people if I had an audience or people watching me play it, it would have been really funny. But it's one of those games where if you play it by yourself, it's just kind of like, it's just ridiculously frustrating because it's not funny if no one can experience how frustrating it is with you. <laughs> I'll have yeah. to check it out. Um, I wonder if it's available on PC too. I think so. It feels like a game that was made for Steam, to be honest. It's just one of those games. For PC? Yeah, it just okay, feels I'll like one of those out, games man. that someone made and threw up on Steam to make its money back, and then it slowly got ported <laughs> to other things. Um, awesome. Also played Don't Touch This Button. This is one of the games that I wasn't really sure if I talked about last episode. Don't Touch This Button is an interesting 3D puzzle game that um, I've been playing a lot of these, and if you know me, I love 3D puzzle games. Uh, this one is very short, very simple, but it has one funny... Um, aspect to it but i you know what it's <laughs> it's a cliche now for 3d puzzle games to be um sarcastic and like in your face irreverent you get what i'm saying like they always yeah for some reason like portal 
and uh, the Turning Test and Cube. All those games have a kind of sarcastic nature that tries to respect the intelligence of the person playing the game. Excuse me. This has that same type of thing going on where its whole joke is that each room that you go in is lying to you. So like the first room, I don't remember what it was, but it's something like there's no button in this room and you got to find the button because it's lying. (laughs) And that's how every single (laughs) puzzle is. There's like, I don't know, 60 levels But like every single one is like the clue that it gives you is exactly the opposite of, you know, what what you need to be looking for. I remember there was one where it was like um, the walls are impenetrable, which means that you need to look for the wall that you can cut through. (laughs) It's just stuff like that. So it's like um, you kind of once you get the concept of the puzzle game, it's pretty easy. And I think I blazed through it in like an hour or two. But it was entertaining enough that I think I think it was worth the price tag. It was a funny 3D pl- 3D puzzle game, not platformer uh, puzzle game that it just it didn't try to do too much. Like it wasn't trying to like there was no point where I felt stumped in it. I'm trying to remember. Maybe there was one. Yes, there was one level that I got stumped on. It had like a visual aspect that I didn't understand. Like, mm-hmm. um, it, I think you like entered the room and it told you like a number to look out for and the number didn't correspond to anything in the room, but it was something that was only visual. It wasn't like a physical object. So it was like an angle or something. It was like, that was the first time that I like actually had to like walk around in circles for a while trying to figure out what in the world it was even talking about. But for the most part, it was pretty yeah. fast, fun. 3D puzzle game and I, I have no complaints about it. I the thing is it's made I forget, let me see who made it. There's a company that releases very short games and has a knack for having games that feel incomplete. I'm not sure who made it. I'll look into it in a second. But it was one of the only titles from that company that I actually felt like they actually put some work in and it was a complete thought. It didn't feel like it lasted long. It didn't like overstay its welcome. You get what I'm saying? Like it was just yeah. as much of a game as you wanted it to be. Cause like if it was 120 levels where the whole gag was, it was lying to you. Like it, most players would stop around 90 probably and just be like, man, I'll pick it up another day and then never pick it up. <laughs> but um, <laughs> for what it was, I thought it was short, concise to the point. I thought it was a pretty good game. And uh, if I didn't already say the title of it, it's called Don't Touch This Button, which is ridiculous. Um, Another game that I played was called Without Escape. And this game actually uh, surprised me. It made me want so much more of it. It is inspired by 90s point-and-click horror games where, like, the room... You can't move in the room. You just change rooms, and you have to click on things and find clues to open things. And you keep finding more things to find keys, to open more doors, to find more clues, to open more things. And it was so addictive that like immediately after I finished this game, I was like, I want to find more games like this. And then I tried several days to search for games that were that were like similar to Without Escape. And I kept getting like results that were like not even in the same genre like they were just kind of horror games and it's just like well that's not what it was it was a point and click mystery horror like it's not a, just a straight up side scrolling horror i don't need to play one of those games and then if you found a list online that people said was similar to without escape in the point and click aspect then it was just things like um laser laser shoot <laughs> laser suit larry and other like point and click games that weren't even in the horror genre or anything, or they had too much dialogue. Um, if you see gameplay of Without Escape, you'll immediately like realize that it reminds you of like early 90s games. And it's just there's this certain charm about it that's like really easy to pick up and then come back to. And it's short, concise as once again. And it just is like to the point, And you know that you can't do things until you do other stuff. It's just a really addictive gameplay style that 
if you know another game that's like it and you've played without escape, please let me know. You can find me on Twitter or at the Twitter for the podcast because I'm desperate to find another game like this. <laughs> and it's so <laughs> frustrating that a game that is copying like a style from the 90s is feels unique right now. It's like so unique because apparently no one else is doing it. I guess it's just too simple. But um it's a really cool game. I do uh I do recommend it. I do think you should check it out. But it is a little bit gory, I will say. So just uh it's not for like everyone. It is a little bit gory. That's about it. But uh it's a pretty cool game and there's I do want to play it again because I know there's like other things you can do knowing different things. It's got one of those kind of um how many steps does it take to get to the result type gameplay things? Um, yeah, I do have to say I regret. I just have not found the time to play Back for Blood. I have it downloaded. I want Neither to play. Have I. I have it downloaded also. <laughs> yeah, we we need to do that together because I've got it for Kiki also, and this is going to be her first time playing like a zombie style game, so she's actually excited about it. Yeah, we should make a plan for that. Um, yeah, that'd be fun, dude. It's just I just don't have the time to playing yeah. something that big <laughs> recently. Um, but there is one that I've been picking up every now and then. Let me see. I guess it's the last one to talk about. And um, I pick it up because I now have the Series X and I can literally just turn off the Xbox, turn it back on, not have to wait for it to load because it's so fast. But uh, it's un... <laughs> it's surprisingly cyberpunk 2077 and it is a really fun crazy cool game and cyberpunk yes oh (laughs) man now i gotta get it huh i will say this it is not i don't know if you really like this genre of game an rpg where you walk around have dialogue options uh, go through a massive world be able to pick up everything you want and then sell it, and then like upgrade stuff. It's a very time-consuming game. I could see people getting really involved in it. Um, It feels like what a Fallout game wants to be, but has not been in a while. Um, Mm -hmm. The animation is not like cutting edge. I think people had too high of hopes for the animation, but for an open-world game where you can see so much and there's like no loading lag, at least on the Series X, um, I think it looks fine. Um, right on. I like all the things that are randomly loaded in the game. It feels like there's a lot of actual organic things happening. It does not feel scripted. Um, when it is scripted, it's very scripted, but most of the things that happen within the world does not feel scripted, whether or not it is or not. I'm not really sure. Now, is that free on Game Pass? It is not yet, but I could imagine maybe in January it could be added. <laughs> And so those things where it's, Mm. oh, how the mighty have fallen, because like, I would highly recommend checking out this game if you saw it on sale for like 20 bucks, especially around Black Friday next month. I would not be surprised if someone had it for like $20, especially a disc copy. Um, Like on Steam or something? This game, I I just think it's it's worth it. Yeah, I think it's worth it. Um, I think it's one of those games that's going to go down as like a game that was really good but because of the bad launch with bugs um yeah it just will always have a a bad taste in people's mouth when they hear the name but on top of that there's also the element that there was too high of hopes so we've had things like you know what maybe it's always with high hopes because i feel like no that's not true because there's things like um no man's sky that Uh was not buggy on launch. It was just not as much of a game as that people thought it would be. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not always high hopes and it's not always bugs uh, that kill a game. Like there's lots of games that uh, were killed on launch because they were, you know, buggy pieces of mess. (laughs) But um, this game had both. And it was big time on both. I don't know of a game that was more hyped than it from the past three or four years. Um, so the fact that it wasn't as crazy good as people hoped. You know what? I think there's a mismarketing in it, too. 
it is a lot slower paced than the marketing is. The marketing for the game made it feel like GTA meets um like Destiny meets Blade Runner. You know what I'm saying? Like really fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoot 'em up. Uh just basically steal money from people, steal cars, steal guns. That's what it felt like in the marketing. But what it actually yeah. is is it's basically Fallout meets Blade Runner, I feel like, because it is very slow. It is a heavy story, I feel like, if you want it to be, because honestly, I think you could just do side quests as much as you wanted to. But at the same time, like, it feels normal. Like, there's just like little details, like going to your apartment and it being like ridiculously high in this like futuristic looking apartment building. The fact that the uh, elevators take real time, it doesn't. It doesn't load the elevator like you get in the elevator and it goes down at like a normal elevator speed is <laughs> actually yeah. really cool. And it's just something that just adds to the world building. And I'm really impressed with its world building. I like the fact that cops will get mad at you if you look at a crime scene too long. Like you have to look from a distance. <laughs> Otherwise, they get suspicious. There's like little details like that that make the it's it's almost as if cyberpunk was divided into so many teams of people working on it that the team that was working on the world that the story was set in was working at like a plus material. But then like the actual story was getting like uh, new directors and new rewrites. And like, they were just like getting pushed around and like shoved around to get things done in time. But meanwhile, the people that were building the environment and the little details (laughs) and the little jokes in the background were like given so much free reign that it is like, it is like everything you could imagine, if not more. Because I'm like impressed by details of the world more than any advertising could have done to prepare me. You get what I'm saying? But the advertising yeah. was so intense on this kind of GTA meets Destiny Blade Runner thing. Then on top of that, also Neo is in it. That you're just wondering where Neo is, you know, early on. <laughs> And so you're like, where do we get to the John Wick part? But like, if you did read any articles when it came out, uh, it's I feel like everyone should know, even not playing the game, that that is very deep into the story of the game. Um, And it's a very small part. So um, I don't know. I feel like it was a mismarketed game. But like. It's one of those things where like, how do you how do you want to market a game? Do you want to intentionally say a game is not as good as people think it's going to be like the whole point of marketing is to make people think it's the best thing ever. Right. Exactly. Mismarketing is making the wrong person think it's the best thing ever. And I think they attracted the call of duty destiny fallout fanboys that buy those games every year. And, uh, they did not like, They did not touch on the things that make this game unique. There's a lot that I feel like makes this game unique. And I I still wish it was in third person, but I can understand why it's in first person after playing it. I remember we were hating on that over a year ago when we were talking about that. Uh, The first person aspect does once again. um, I think it I think it really um, contributes to the world building i think if it wasn't first person i wouldn't be impressed by the elevator taking real time if it was third person that would be annoying you know what i mean you just like walking around corner to corner an elevator in in like a third person or over the shoulder you just kind of get annoyed by that you know because third i feel like over the shoulder games require faster speed like gears of war and gta you want fast-paced action but in first person, you can appreciate uh, environments moving slower slash just enjoying car rides and stuff is only capable in first person because when you're in over the shoulder, it just feels awkward because <laughs> you're like, it feels like you're watching someone else just go through their life rather than actually experiencing that. So as clumsy as some of the things are, like the gunplay in first person, where I think would be better in over the shoulder. I will take that with the added experience of the environment. So this is me almost 10 months after release of cyberpunk (laughs) saying that I think it's, I think it's worth the money. I think it's worth $60 and I think it's definitely worth, worth (laughs) 
$20 or something like that, you know. But yeah, that's all I played over the break that we had. And uh, I don't know. I just cyberpunk is is pretty cool. And the thing is, I don't know how it runs on older hardware. I'm only playing it on the Series X. I intentionally yeah. did not play it on the Xbox One. I've owned the game since December. I intentionally did not play it because I didn't want to have a bad opinion of the game on older yeah. hardware. You know, I didn't want that to well, contribute I'm going to play my it on opinion. PC. Yeah. I'm supposed to be able to run it at max settings on my PC, so I'm going to play it on PC uh, once it goes on sale for, for uh, Black Friday. I'm going to go ahead and buy it. But yeah, uh, I think it yeah I'm high. excited, man. It doesn't I'm feel like a game that's it. that demanding after playing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, there's little things that you feel like take a lot of animation. Like you feel like the textures on the skin of the characters are not that detailed. I feel like the textures on the clothes don't feel that detailed. And then randomly there's things that have like shimmer, like on pillows or on yeah. metal and stuff. And you're like, wow, that looks like it takes way too much Ram to just generate that. <laughs> yeah. So it's really hit and miss. And maybe, <laughs> People have commented on that before, but I feel like some of the uh, textures and environment are like yeah. last generation and some are like something I've never seen before. It's like a hodgepodge. But I mean, once again, that kind of adds to its its kind of hodgepodge <laughs> aspect of the people in the city. You get what I'm saying? Like everyone yeah. looks ridiculous yeah. and they look like you push three people into one. Uh, not, not weight. I mean, like styles and stuff. But like... um it's just crazy like <laughs> maybe that just contributes to it but yeah that's that's all i played over the break and i'll hand it over to you right on right on i'm just going to talk about a couple of things i really didn't play much of anything new um just kind of been waiting for some uh some games to come out there is a new one that is going to be coming out that i'm going to be talking about later and it's called the day before and i've actually contacted the developer on twitter uh, i'm going to see if um I can get an early access possibly or something, but this is a, uh, an open world zombie game, uh, that's kind of reminiscent of state of decay, but it's completely different. And, uh, the one thing that I noticed that I liked the most is, uh, it looks like they took a mall in the middle of a city and converted it into a safe zone. So there's all these people that live there and you can meet up with people from all over the world and, decide to go out with them for the day and go zombie hunting and get supplies and all this other stuff. So you basically make these runs, but it looks absolutely beautiful. Uh, it's made by a bunch of developers in um, uh, Russia and I believe Czechoslovakia, a couple other places. So it's uh, over there in um, Europe and uh, these guys, uh, it looks like they've made a really beautiful game. They've been working on it, I believe for 10 or 11 years. And uh, it's just incredible. It's going to be something neat and fabulous i'm trying to see if we can get in early and do a review on it but yeah i'm excited about that game but uh what i did want to talk about is a couple of quick things uh new world everybody knows i've been playing the shit out of that um love that game well a lot of the problems that they're having is with bots uh there's a lot of gather bots that are gonna that are being put in this open worlds uh they were having problems with the servers to begin with i believe they had a cap limit of 2000 people per server I don't know if they fixed that or not. I need to check some of the notes, um, but they did have to make new worlds, new servers, all that stuff uh, in order to uh, meet up with the demand that the game was having. Um, so anyway, people have been having problems with bots. You try to go gather stuff like hemp because hemp is a very uh, uh, needed commodity on the game to make fiber in order to move up your, uh, your crafting and your gathering skills. Now, uh, like I said, the bots are stopping people from doing it, but there was some vigilantes in New World that have uh, decided they were going to go ahead and fix that problem. They found one of the bots, and uh, some people have been using things like they'll go get wild boars and aggro them, drag them over to where the bots are, and then the boars start attacking the bot, and they get rid of the bot that way. So people were using that. Well, one of the things people are doing now is they got a group together. They found the bot that was getting the hemp in one small spot. Each one of them built tents in a circle around this, and they caged it in. It couldn't get out. So they they built these little camps around the bot, and they caged it in in this little hemp thing, and it stopped 
taken all their hemp. They were able to go ahead and gather. Because uh, what happens is it does respawn, but it's not that fast. And if they have a bot doing it, obviously the bot's going to be set up on a route and it's going to be just getting everything that you need. So, yeah, man, they were able to uh, set up a bunch of tents around this bot and basically cage it in. So it was kind of cool. Um, <laughs> kind of just a neat little stupid story. Uh, another thing that I found today, That's this is kind of cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> is I don't know if you've seen the commercials for the new Dune movie. Um, it looks awesome. Uh, it's a remake, obviously. Uh, mm-hmm. The old one um, is a classic still. Uh, the book is phenomenal. But this is a, a new version of Dune, and it looks absolutely beautiful. Uh, from what I've heard, Jason Momoa basically makes the movie. Um, they say that he uh, uh, just kills it in his part and um kind of makes it a, a good thing but there's a, a kid by the name of timothy chalamet and he plays paul in the movie dune and uh, paul is basically one of the main characters in the movie i believe the main character well one of the cool things i found out about this guy is when he was 15 years old i don't think he's much older now he may be 18 or 19 um he was a youtuber uh modded controller 360 he made modded xbox controllers himself he painted them himself had a little side hustle going on and he was on youtube he has approximately nineteen thousand subscribers and uh he only has three videos on there from when he was about 15 years old and it's pretty funny watching him you don't really see him but uh he kind of shows the controllers that he made but his name again was modded controller 360 and uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of neat. You know, a uh, guy goes from being a YouTuber to an actor in a major motion picture, a major motion picture uh, to one of the starring roles. So yeah, it's kind of neat. Um, yeah, it's uh, he shows off uh, one of the videos yeah, that I watched. Crazy. He showed off his uh, Red Tiger Xbox 360 controller. So yeah, that was kind of neat, man. Uh, you know, you always find these little uh, things about uh, stars and uh, actors and actresses and things like that. Like, uh, uh, Henry Cavill. That was a great story that I love about when he, uh, he almost missed the casting call for Superman because he was playing world of Warcraft and you can't pause world of Warcraft. <laughs> so <laughs> he almost missed that phone call because of that. But yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, it was a little bit different. Uh, this kid used to be a modern and now he's an actor and, uh, yeah, I wonder if his uh, YouTube channel actually blew up because he only has three videos. I wonder if it blew up to 19K because of the fact that he is an actor now because that stuff doesn't take long to get around. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's pretty crazy, though, because usually when you see young actors in Hollywood um, and if they did somehow come off of something like YouTube or I guess the future will be TikTok, um, if they came off of a social media platform type thing you would assume that on those platforms they would be showing off some sort of acting chops you assume that they would be already invested into acting right not making um you know a side hustle slash uh controller modding you know it's one of those things where you don't you don't go into acting after making you know i don't know life hack videos on youtube (laughs) yeah it's just one of those things where you would be doing some sort of skit related thing or something to like show off your acting chops or maybe for his case it was uh, fortunate that he didn't do that maybe uh not showing bad acting early in your life was a godsend for it (laughs) you never know because it's, it's just one of those things where it's like i haven't seen the film yet i do want to watch it um I was thinking about seeing it this week, but um, yeah, yeah, I'm excited about it. I know it's got mixed opinions on it, but I sure, I'm sure yeah. it's going to look great from just the previews. It's just one of those films that looks like it's a spectacle. So I'm excited about yeah. that. It, yeah. it does look, it looks like a really good movie. Um, they say that it's, you know, it, that it has its moments, but that, you know, some of the actors, like, like I said, Jason Momoa, and there's a couple other people that actually help it grow you know what i mean help it actually move along pretty good so i don't know i'm excited to see it i remember watching the uh the original back in the day and i have seen it a few times but 
Um, it's been a long time since I've actually seen it. Maybe when it was on TV last. But yeah, I'm excited to see this, man. And the worms look absolutely cool. Uh, they look incredible. So obviously with CGI and state-of-the-art stuff that we have today, it's going to look really, really good. Yeah. Um, there was a today. Uh, there was a video conference, basically, live stream press conference kind of thing uh, for Sony's uh, October State of Play for the PS4, PS5. Uh, they talked about some games that were coming out, and there's 10 games that they talked about. Like I said, this was kind of short. Um, but I've been watching gameplay trailers on uh, or the uh, intro trailers for some of these that they have. And um, some of them are pretty cool. I'm going to go over them real quick. Uh, there's one called Death First, Death Verse, Let It Die. And this is a um, basically like a battle royale. Uh, what is it? Um, uh, it's a survival battle arena kind of game. Um, you compete against other players, but you also compete against in-game foes. So it's PvPVE combat. Um you have different styles of weapons, abilities, all that stuff. You can unlock upgrades, etc. It looks really, really cool. They put a lot of work into this. Um, you're a contestant and you're on TV and it's basically glamorized combat is what it is. Uh, so, yeah, man, it's really cool looking. Uh, you have to go watch the trailer. It's got a lot of a lot of character and just it, craziness to it. It reminds me a little bit of. God, it's kind of like uh, the art style and the the character customization and the 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 story kind of stuff that you look at, and uh, with the TV show called Death Jamboree and this host, this crazy looking gold tooth kind of uh, what is his name? The guy from um, uh, 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 daredevil man kingpin he kind of looks like kingpin to me but it's it's kind of like this weird 50s kind of they have dancing you got to watch the video dude it's just really it's it's like they're putting on a spectacle and it's all about this combat in this arena but the combat looks really cool it's very fluid um it doesn't look simple at all it actually looks really detailed so i'm excited to see this one when it comes out um although it is playstation hopefully it'll be on the uh playstation plus i think is what it's called and uh i'm gonna be looking at getting that uh hopefully they'll be able to put this out on pc because um yeah, it looks amazing uh, just in the gameplay. Uh, next game that I was going <laughs> to tell you about. Sorry, man. Mm -hmm. My mouse scroller wasn't working. Uh, it's, it's called We Are OFK. Now, this is a, uh, a game about a band, believe it or not. It's a uh, an episodic narrative adventure game, and it's a real live indie band in L.A. Um, and I was watching the gameplay, and the gameplay kept me going. Uh, it was really cool. These guys are, they're funny. They're charming. They're, they have a good, uh, they have good uh, uh, banter back and forth. So it's like the band and everybody's talking in this thing. The art style kind of reminds me of uh, uh, what was that game that uh, that narrative story-based game that you played not too long ago. It's got a very simple art style. Uh who knows? <laughs> I played. So Dude, many. I can't. Even, yeah, I can't even. I can't even tell you. Uh, uh, Disco Elysium. It kind of reminds me of that kind of art style. Uh, very simple. Oh, the, but uh, oh, kind of the flat two D watercolor style is what it reminds me of. But it looks like a yeah. cool, cute little game. Uh, like I said, it is about a real indie band. Um, they have several songs that are played during each episode in the game. Uh, and I believe there are uh, six episodes. Uh, it's not a very fast game or a long game. I'm sorry. Uh, it seems to be something that's very short, but it just looks like fun. It looks like a cool little game. Uh, if you're into those whole, I know you're into the story-based games and also you're a musician. So this might be something that you might be interested in, but it's called We Are OFK and it looks really cool. Um, Bug Snacks is coming out with an update called The Isle of Big Snacks. Uh, it's coming in 2022, and they have <laughs> base building and big sentence. prehistoric bug <laughs> snacks that are coming out. So, uh, yeah, man, a lot of people were excited about this. It looked pretty cute. Uh, go see the trailer, but it's called um, The Isle of Big Snacks, <laughs> and that's coming in 2022. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's has a new edition. It's called Security <laughs> Breach. And uh, one of the greatest comments that... <laughs> 
that I saw on this was on a story that was written on Kotaku.com. And they were talking about the whole PlayStation thing. And it says, wow, turns out these games look way better when they're not made by a weird Christian dude. What the heck? Uh, the gameplay was made by somebody else. If you go watch the uh, Freddy's Security Breach State of Play October 21, 2021 trailer, uh, it's really different, man. Um, it, it, it introduces, I think, new developments on certain characters, and uh, it, it looks pretty spooky. It's very fluid, though. It looks beautiful. And uh, if you're a Five Night at Freddy fan, I recommend checking out that video and um, this is going to be coming out on December 16th. That's the uh, release date for that game. Uh, the next one I want to talk about is a game called death's door. This one looks pretty cool too. It's an open, uh, a open top, top down RPG. And it looks really neat, man. It's kind of like Zelda, but not Zelda. You know what I mean? It, um, it looks like a lot of fun to play. I was watching the gameplay video on this one and I was like, okay, whatever. It's a top down you know, whatever, it's going to be that same kind of crap, but it looks really cute and really fun. It looks like it's got a lot of detail to the characters that you play and, uh, the story itself. It just looks, uh, the, the trailer kind of drew me in. So, um, this being one of those games that I'm really not into, uh, normally, uh, this, it kind of drew me in and I want to check it out. It, it just looks like a really fun, easy game to play. And uh, you get a free game for pre-ordering this one from Sony. So just think about that. Another cool game that I saw, this one uh, definitely is something that I would play. It's called Kart Rider Drift. I kind of like the old Mario Kart style uh, uh, Sonic Kart racing kind of games. Uh, I miss those. I've been wanting to get back into them. This one looks to me like Fall Guys style animation with some polish to it and the little carts and the maps and stuff like that that you do there looks like there's all sorts of details that you can put in it extra skins all sorts of power-ups uh boosters you can uh decorate your thing your uh your uh car in all sorts of different you know uh, uh ways you could decorate your character so there's all sorts of these extra stuff that you can earn with you know of course with any kind of those cart games and upgrade your vehicle but it just looks like one of those games that's a lot of fun to play with a group of people. One of those ones that it just gets you cracking up laughing and just goofy, waste your time, have fun driving game. Uh, there looks like there's going to be a lot of stuff to it. And uh, this is definitely a game that I would play. It's Kart Rider Drift. Uh, looks like a lot of fun. If you get a chance to check out that trailer, check it out. Uh, next one is called King of Fighters 15. It's a 2D and 3D kind of uh uh, Street Fighter, um, what is that? Uh, it's just a fighting Dragon game. Ball Z it's just fighter of kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's basically it looks pretty cookie cutter. Um, they've added some kind of little, you know, spectacle things like it's on a show or whatever. You know, they're, they they're kind of like hyping it up. But yeah, it it just looked like a cookie cutter standard freaking great game you know it didn't look like anything new or special in that genre i don't know if they're ever really going to come up with anything new or special in that genre it's all pretty much the same thing it's just a depend depends on how good the graphics look i think uh so really not much to say about that one that one's going to be an uh, open beta on november 19th uh next one is called first class trouble and this is kind of like uh this is a multiplayer deduction game basically the same thing as among us but it looks like uh hitman so it's got way or or maybe even gta 5 uh it, it's got way better graphics obviously a lot more detail than among us but um yeah it's a multiplayer deduction game actually looks like a lot of fun looks like a lot of things that you have to do mm -hmm. uh, kind of like that among us genre where you have to complete tasks and things like that but you have to work together and uh this is going to be free for playstation plus subscribers so you'll be able to get that one free. It's called First Class Trouble. And then uh, there's two more that I want to talk about, guys. Star Ocean, The Divine Force. There's a lot of people that are looking for this one. Uh, they've been looking forward to it. Um, this is a JRPG. Really, really beautiful looking game. Um, it uh, It's kind of weird. Um, 
it looks pretty, but the gameplay looks kind of janky. It looks kind of forced, I want to say. I don't know if maybe it's one of those ones where they put out like uh, what they have and they're hoping that it's going to be better. This is supposed to be due in uh, 2022, but some of the comments that I was seeing on Reddit and whatnot, um, people think this is going to be delayed big time because it doesn't look like it's anywhere near near ready for next year even. Um, even though I said it's pretty, it just, like I said, it's got some janky looking stuff in it. Uh, some of the combat that I was watching and whatnot, it just, it looks like it needs more, way more polish. Um, so hopefully they'll take a look at that and they'll fix that. Last one I'm going to tell you about is one called little devil inside. And this has looked really cool. Um, I've watched half of the trailer and it's a really beautiful looking game, very detailed, uh, story driven kind of game. And, uh, Basically, if if the gameplay even sucks based on, you know, or after this comes out and it drops and it doesn't look that great, or I mean, it, it doesn't play that great, just the, the view and the beauty of the game itself almost kind of wants to draw you into it. Um, it's just a very pretty game. Um, you're a tilt-shifted bounty hunter, which is kind of cool, and uh, you're basically you know, going on a job, you're, um, you're on your way to, uh, to set up a meet and a job and you have to go meet a professor. And that's about as far as I got. And it looked really cool. Um, I'm going to look at some of the, uh, some of the other gameplay and, and check that out and, and see the, see, uh, exactly what it's about, but it's called little devil inside. It looks really cool. Uh, like I said, it's pretty, I like pretty games. <laughs> they seem to draw me in a lot more. But um, I'm excited about that one too. But the big one that I'm actually uh, that I'm actually excited about, uh, like I had said, was Cartwright or Drift. That's one that I definitely want to play, and probably Death's Door. Those are the two that I'm looking at the most. But um, yeah, and Deathverse. I'm sorry, Let It Die. That one is a really cool trailer. You guys need to check that out. That is going to definitely be a sixty dollar game, but it just looks really really cool. And I like the whole uh, battler brawler. Uh, kind of kind of thing to it i love the fact that they made this into a, a tv show it's kind of like that what is that uh what is that uh uh death squid or something like that that everybody's talking about yeah squid show or something which i one? can't remember but anyway uh <laughs> the one the 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 i think it's a tv show isn't it or a netflix show or something oh squid, squid game? game yeah yeah, it's kind of maybe it's kind of like that where it's uh they kill each other, but it's all on TV for people to watch and whatnot. Uh, very last thing I want to talk about is uh, some of the <laughs> no stuff that I've been seeing. Squid Game, don't worry, you didn't give one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> there may be a reprival here of uh, you know some some reprieve for Marvel. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy game man is getting a lot of really good reviews. Uh, People seem to love this game. The One of the things that people were worried about was the very simple combat mechanics that it seemed to have. It looked like it was very simple, just not a lot to it. But when I'm, I'm watching people play the game and I'm some very critical people that are taking this thing apart, absolutely love it. It looks really, really cool. The story looks awesome. Uh, it is a single player game. Uh, story driven, of course, uh, your decisions do not have any basis on how the story goes. It's obviously going to go through its thing, but, uh, it looks amazing. Uh, none of the characters except for Groot, obviously. And, um, the, uh, uh, raccoon don't look like anybody in the movies. Uh, they definitely look different. They're based, um, I think on the comic, the most popular yes. comic versions, like, Yes. Mainly, yeah. Gamora and, looks way different in the comics than she did in the oh, movie. Big time. Well, so does uh, the main dude there. He Star Lord really always too. has uh, the Star Lord on too. Yeah, yeah, but he doesn't have a helmet on in this picture I'm oh, looking at, and it's like he's got a high and tight uh, blonde hair. You know, it's just oh, really yeah, weird. I've seen that. Yeah, and then uh, Drax, or is that his name? Yeah, yeah, Drax looks different too. He he looks different too. Uh, he's definitely not as big, but um, anyway, the gameplay that I'm seeing though, guys, this is a really good looking game. Um, 
I was iffy because of Avengers. You know what I mean? Everybody had all this stuff to say about Avengers. And I was talking with a little bit, chatting with the elder gamesman. And uh, he was wondering if he should get the game. And he's been looking at trailers. I know I have. And I told him, I said, man, it looks really, really good. It may be worth it. Um, but everything I've seen, everything I've seen, everybody is very happy with it. You're going to have some people that are nitpicky, of course. Uh, you're always going to have something wrong with the game. But uh, the cool thing about it is it looks absolutely beautiful. So, right. Yeah. But that's all I got, guys. I mean, there's some some really cool, exciting things that are going to be coming up with some of these games. Um, I mean, even some of those just from the October state of play with Sony, it might be worth getting the uh, PlayStation Plus, the Sony Plus. And uh, for PC, if they if they release those on Windows or not, I don't know. Cool. Sounds good. I'm excited about yeah, a lot man. of those games. A lot of those games sound really cool. Oh, um, yeah. But you know me. I wait 10 months until I play a brand new game. <laughs> <laughs> At least you play them. I don't even hardly do that. <laughs> um, Were you done with your part? Because I didn't want to interrupt you if you weren't done. Yeah. Okay. Um, I wanted to mention that I was looking into Dune, the new one, and I saw it on IMDb. It originally was called Dune Part 1. So they were already planning sequels. Oh, yeah. And uh, then I read online that um, Warner Brothers already greenlit a sequel for 2023 because of its good opening weekend. So I guess I shouldn't be laughing oh, wow. about that. They're already <laughs> they're already going to make a sequel. Um, I also, also was going to mention while you're talking about it that I hope it was as good as Blade Runner 2049 because I really liked that movie. And I thought, yeah, it was a good movie, actually. And then I found out that it was the same director. The same director is making the new Dune has made a second Blade Runner. Oh, wow. So I guess I have higher hopes now. So, yeah. And the Dune has better critical scores than Blade Runner, too. So these are high hopes. I hope they don't let me down. Very high hopes. (laughs) Oh, the other thing is, uh, did you see the ad for uh, Lightyear, the Disney Pixar spinoff? Of Buzz Lightyear, uh-huh. and it's going to be within like Buzz Lightyear within his fictional world. Basically, it's supposedly it's like the movie that the toys would have been based off of in Toy Story. It looks ridiculous. Okay. If you look at <laughs> the ad, looks insane. There's images of this sounds so stupid saying this out loud. There's images of Buzz Lightyear in this trailer where I'm like, are they trying to make him? look attractive and it just feels so weird (laughs) to say and on top of that there's moments where it feels like it's like looks kind of like interstellar (laughs) so it's like oh no i'm wondering if it's like buzz lightyear meets interstellar it'd be hilarious if they would have gotten like christopher nolan to work on it but I don't know if it's going to have as serious of a tone as the ads do because the ad if you look up the trailer it has like this this like orchestra playing in the back and there's like no dialogue and it shows him launching his first rocket or something. And you're just like, what the heck is this? Like, like who, who are, who is this for? And the thing is we've joked about, um, well, not on our show, but people have joked about the fact that if you watch the first toy story, when you were a kid, um, by the time the third Toy Story came out, you were probably in college. So it had that thing where Andy was going to college. So it like struck a chord with the core audience of Toy Story because he was going off to college. And then like, um, I guess if you're still trying to make films for that first group of kids that watched Toy Story in 95, then I guess Lightyear needs to be targeted at... <laughs> At 30 year olds, <laughs> which is ridiculous because it still has the Disney Pixar name on it. But if it is a film yeah. that's targeted at mid 30s, <laughs> it's just going to be insane. Then it is going to be like, you know, a Christopher Nolan slash interstellar thing. And they better get like a bunch of callbacks to that movie. I don't know. It's funny. If you have the time to look up the uh, ad, I feel like it was on the front page of Reddit. So I feel like everyone is probably talking about it but it is it's hilarious the way it looks yeah 
<laughs> I don't know because I don't want to hate on it too much because I might end up liking it a lot. And uh, Pixar has been on a pretty good run since. Um, wow. Since Inside Out, I feel like they've been on a pretty good run, basically once they abandoned the Cars franchise. But um, <laughs> that being said, um, once again, we are a gaming podcast, so welcome. Um, and I guess we are done for the week, and we'll be back next week, um, hopefully with more games that we've played, hopefully back for blood. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Yeah, 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 um, for sure. If you are checking out, uh, if you are looking for deals on gaming accessories or gaming controllers or even consoles, keep your eyes peeled. Lots of retailers are already starting Black Friday deals, which is crazy. They started like two weeks ago. Um, I guess Black Friday is going to be in like September next year. (laughs) And most of the stuff for Black Friday at most of these retailers, you're going to be able to get earlier online. Right. And there's that too. So, so yeah, yeah, keep your eyes and you peeled. Get to save that money. So yeah, yeah, and it's like everyone too. Because I remember, I think I first saw it on Amazon. I saw that they were advertising like Black Friday deals, and I was like, "That's really weird." And then I saw Walmart do it, and I was like, "Wow, this is really early." And then I started seeing ads for GameStop and Target, and I'm just like, "Wow!" Like they want you. So I think there's a fear of shipping this year. I think a lot of people think that shipping is going to be really slow, but. I still think it's also a safety precaution. I still think retailers are trying to keep everyone safe, which is smart. And um, yeah. I think they're trying to spread out the purchasing. Um, but, you know, that can also be corporate talk for we want your money a little bit quicker. But <laughs> um, that being said, if you are looking for deals and stuff like that, uh, just keep your eyes peeled because who knows? They Sony and Microsoft could be holding back on a bunch of consoles just for these events you know so keep your eyes peeled uh, and i think that's it for the show and uh yeah man great to talk to all y'all again and uh we'll be back again with more of the newest news in gaming Ooh. <laughs> <laughs>